0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: It's official. Xavi Hernandez is returning to Barcelona, this time as manager as he looks to resuscitate this historic club. We have Fabrizio Romano and Semra Hunter later on to join the show to discuss this return and what it means for both Xavi as the manager and Barcelona as the club. Kegolasso begins right now. Hey everybody, welcome to Lasso. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Follow us on Twitter, KegolassoPod, YouTube.com, forward slash Kegolasso, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course CBS Sports and your CBS Sports app right then. It's not every day, definitely on a Friday that we get the pleasure of seeing our very own Fabrizio Romano once again. I know he's been a busy man right there in the Web Summit, uh, doing some great stuff over there in Europe. But Fabrizio, we welcome you once again. How are you, my friend?
2: Thank you, my friend. Uh, I'm great. Thank you. Thank you as always for your kind words and super happy to be together. It's been a manager's week.
1: It's been a manager's week indeed. And I feel that it's not going to stop. Definitely the conversations, but this is the biggest, arguably the biggest so far yet. A shabby leaves al Saad in Qatar and returns to Barcelona. Fabrizio, I'm going to let you do all the talking. Talk to me about the fundamentals of this, because earlier in the week, it seemed that Al Saad was being stubborn as Barcelona uh, actually execs headed to Qatar to try and create a conversation and see if they can get Xavi to return. But how did this develop and essentially, eventually end up with Xavi returning to Barcelona?
2: Yes, it's a crazy story, let me say, because while we are talking, Al Saad made an official statement announcing that Xavi will be allowed to go back to Barcelona, so everything is official. But in this statement from the CEO of Alsat, they say after paying the release clause that is around €5 million. From Barcelona sources, they say we are not going to pay and we have not paid the release clause at the moment. So, you know, it's a spy story around again on on this Xavi deal. Uh, but I think it's just part of the strategy to see about the payment, the payment terms, and maybe we will find, and they will find an agreement, like saying, okay, we can find another way to make this money, maybe with a friendly game or this kind of things. So they are still talking in this moment to find the official final solution. From Barcelona, they are not super happy with what El Sad did. Communicated in public this agreement with Barça and announcing Xavi as new Barcelona manager without telling them of this statement also on the close. So from Barcelona they say that they are at not paying this 5 million euro yet as of now. So let's see how it's going to end up. But the end is 100% sure that Xavi will be the new Barcelona manager. So we have to see what is going to happen with this money. But Xavi will be the new manager. Uh, has been really complicated from day one to negotiate with Al First of all, because they wanted Xavi to be uh, on the bench for them in the last two games because it was really important for Al to continue this project in this moment of the season with Xavi and then make him free to go to to, to Barcelona. Not so free because they're looking for this 5 million euro. And from what it seems is more strategy, like saying, OK, we have to respect us with money and not just saying, we are Barcelona, we want your manager, so come back to Barca and it's so easy. So this is why the process has not been super easy, this is why Kuste and Alemani, board of Barcelona, the closest persons to the president Juan Laporta, are in Doha, since three days, negotiating with al As I said, right now, they are still trying to find the final solution, but the official statement from al is there, and the end of the story is the same. Xavi will be the manager of Barcelona. So this is not in that. It's about how much they're going to pay, when they're going to pay, how they're going to pay. Because Al sudden, announced that Barcelona are going to pay, but they've not paid yet. Crazy story. Another one in Barcelona after many and many and many we had in the last year.
1: This is insane because now it's about also the release clause, as you mentioned. And I'm hearing reports as well, Faurito, that even uh, Xavi will pay part of it or all of it. And then you mentioned, of course, that could be an arrangement of friendlies in the future that obviously would generate a lot of income. So uh, to your understanding, then it's going to happen. Obviously, Xavi returning to Barcelona is just about the dotted line of this release clause and the fact that Barcelona were not happy that al did this publicly, hoping that, of course, none of this was going to come out, out from internally. So that was the main key. So the release clause is the main thing, but essentially it will come to the agreement that Xavi returns to Barcelona.
2: Yes, yes, yes. I'm sure of this. Also because Xavi only wanted this and was pushing for this for this solution. But also because after the statement with al announcing, because the statement is there and this is a statement where they say Xavi will be the new manager of Barcelona. Okay, it's not Barcelona, but there is a statement. And and, and we know how important it is in football to have these kind of things. There is a statement announcing Xavi to Barca. And there is Barcelona board in Doha since three days. Imagine them coming back after this statement and not having Xavi as new manager would be another incredible disaster for Barcelona. After an official statement, not just after rumors, it's an official statement. And this Barcelona board in Doha. So, yes, they will find a solution. This is also what they say uh, for people close to the club. So it's going to be Xavi. They need to find a solution for this 5 million euro, for this compensation. that little sad for the manager for this close. But I'm sure that at the end is what they announced. is Xavi as new Barcelona manager.
1: Yeah, well, as you said, uh, Joan Laporta cannot afford, after what happened with Lionel Messi, of course, and the mayhem that happened this past summer, they cannot afford for this to happen again. So when do you expect uh, an official announcement from Barcelona? Is this a 24-7 situation where they have to deal with it through the weekend and then maybe, uh, obviously, because the international break is upon us and Barcelona just has this one game this weekend? Do you see something next week, perhaps?
2: i think they need to to resolve officially this situation we all had in the next 24 48 hours this is what they what they have to do they know they can't continue with this kind of situation around xavi it seems they are negotiating to sign leo messi again but they're negotiating okay xavi is a good manager but we're talking about a manager so uh, it's completely different and you know, it's a strange feeling around the club, but they know that they're going to complete this. They feel that Xavi is the new manager, so there is no doubt on it, and I want to be clear. It's just about the process to allow him to, to go back to Barcelona. So I think in 24, 48 hours, everything could be could be resolved. As you say, the international break will help also Xavi to start this new chapter. Also, from what I told today morning, they told me that Xavi was already planning for today, around lunchtime, to meet with the team of Al-Sat, to meet with the board of Al-Sat, uh, to thanks them and be prepared to to leave in the following 24 48 hours so he was also preparing this process to to leave outside and to be the new barcelona manager so this is why the feeling is just matter of time to find this agreement on the close they are negotiating also right now to resolve the situation. Of course, as I said, in Barca, they are not super happy. Also because I had a feeling that they wanted to announce Xavi as new manager and not from outside with a statement. So, you know, it's also about how you show your power in football. So Barcelona wanted to make a special announcement for Xavi and not see this kind of thing from outside. From but this is something that we will forget once, Barcelona, once Xavi will be in Barcelona. So it's just a matter of, of time.
1: It's just a matter of time. You said it was about, you know, 24, 48 hours. I, I I agree. I think this needs to be done sooner rather than later as Xavi obviously is coming back to Barcelona, but just the final dotted lines. And Celta Vigo host Barcelona 11.15 Eastern on Saturday. So I'm wondering... If maybe something right after that game or re- before it, we will see. Fabrizio Romano, we know we you're a busy man, so we wanted to thank you so much for being here. We got Samer Hunter coming later on, but anything that we have missed, uh, as you say goodbye.
2: Yes, uh, I just want to add that for Barcelona fans, okay, Xavi is now the focus. And I think, as we said, in the next two or three days, everything will be completed and we will see Xavi as new manager. But then immediately after for Barcelona will be time to focus on contracts again because we know that they did it with Ansu Fati with new deal for 1 billion euro is close. same for Pedri. So they were building with these two players. But now will be time, after Chavi's story, to focus on Usman Dembélé. Barcelona, in November, want to make a new proposal to Dembélé and to find this agreement and to extend this contract because he's out of contract in June 2022. He's again injured now, but Barcelona are still focusing on this contract for Dembélé. And then will be time for Gabi because Barca will be offering a new deal also to Gabi. And then in the coming months to Ronaldo Araujo. So contracts are still a big focus for Barca once the Chavi story will be complete as we expect in the coming So we will keep you posted, as always, here on Kigolas and the CBS Sports. And thank you, as always.
1: I love it. And as January approaches, of course, the transfer window will be a major talking point, specifically for clubs that may be looking at players out of contract uh, in 2022, including Ousmane Dembele. But Fabrizio Romano remains in contract with us. So thank you so much, my friend. Have a great, great weekend. And we will see you on Monday as well. Fabrizio, thank you. Thank you.
2: See you on Monday and stay always on Kikolasa for all the latest. Thank you.
1: Thank
0: you, everybody. Uh, We will be back after this break to talk to La Liga TV, Samra Hunter. We'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com
3: today. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. And our listeners will receive thirty five percent off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T A I L O R B R A N D S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Welcome back, everybody, to Que Golazo, as we discussed this shabby special.
1: We just had Fabricio Romano, and it's my pleasure, absolute pleasure, to finally bring in somebody I just love her work, Semra Hunter from La Liga TV. Semra, how are you? I'm great,
4: man. Thanks for the build-up. What an introduction.
1: <laughs> no, listen, I, I wish it could be longer, but, you know, I know that you are a busy lady. You can uh, follow Semra Hunter on Twitter and social media, of course, and all the amazing work that she does with La Liga TV. So she knows this league inside and out, the inside and out as well of every club. And Samra, it's an absolute pleasure to have you specifically to discuss Xabi Hernandez and his return to his beloved Barcelona. First of all, Samra, I just want your reaction to this. What, 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 what do you think about Xabi returning to Barcelona?
4: I personally uh, think it's great, right. <laughs> to be honest with you, because... I moved to Barcelona in 2007 from the States and I was a central midfielder when I played football and he's my all-time favourite footballer. So I was mesmerised by his passing game. I was mesmerised by what a beautiful footballer he was and what he did for Barcelona at the time that obviously Rijkaard was leaving, Guardiola was coming in, Messi was coming to the fore and that went on to become this all-dominating force in world football So I think on the one hand, it's great. Obviously, he needs to be really tested as a manager because with respect to the Qatari league, it's not the same caliber. It's not the same level as Spanish football or any of the big five leagues over here in Europe. So it's definitely going to be a very big challenge for him. But he does seem to be really ready for the challenge, I have to say. He seems like he's ready to come on. He's been out in the desert for the last six years. He's been coaching Al Saad for the last two years. And I think... A lot of Barcelona fans in particular are really, really, really excited about this. They've been wanting him to come home for a very long time. He's been in the press for years now talking about him coming back at some stage. He always said at some stage he wanted to come back and take up the reins of the club. So it was always a matter of time, wasn't it? So the big question now is, is this the right moment? <laughs> because you know as well as I do what the situation is at the club right now probably couldn't be any worse if I'm completely honest with you so I think whether it's the right time or not it almost doesn't even matter it needs to be he needs to be ready it needs to be the right time you know and so there's absolutely a romantic idea about him coming home and a lot of fans are really really pumped up for this
1: yeah, I think you said it perfectly. I think this is romanticism versus reality, right? Mm-hmm. We obviously know what Xavi can offer, nearly 800 appearances for the club. We know the titles that he won in both La Liga, the Champions League, you know, uh, everything that he represents. You obviously discuss about your favorite player. He is one of the, if not the greatest, uh, uh, creative central midfielder the game has ever seen. Mm-hmm. And so him returning to Barcelona, Samra is there is that poetry about it, and I feel that it will have that initial influx. Camp now will be vibrant. Even players like Pika and Sergei Busquets will kind of find a new sense of energy as well. The young will probably learn a little bit more, Ansu, Fati, <laughs> Gabi, Pedri. But here's the other thing that I wanted to ask, you, because the reality part is the one that intrigues me the most. As right. you mentioned, he's managed Alsat, and, you know, he's done very well with them winning titles, et cetera. But in his first season, he did actually end up third, which I think was Alsat's Worst record and stuff. So, And it's a totally different culture. It's a totally different idea. Hmm. It's a totally different league. What do you expect as Xavi comes in? What do you expect at least in the first few months? Because one of the things obviously is Champions League, right? The other one as well is making sure they're ninth right now, as you mentioned. And of course, trying to revitalize the squad. That's not the squad that Xavi belonged to anyway. So he could be Pep Guardiola 2.0 as much as he wants. This is not the squad that he thinks Barcelona used to be. So what do you expect Mm. in the next few months?
4: I think that's a really, really important point that you bring up, because I think a lot of fans are expecting him to be the next Guardiola. And I think that could be a really dangerous comparison. It could be made too soon because it could set the bar and the expectations so high that he may not be able to reach that because of another point that you mentioned, which is that the squad that he the squad that he's going to have at his disposal now is not the same level of quality, of talent, of caliber as the squad that he was part of when Guardiola took over. The other thing is there is no Lionel Messi coming through in the youth academy. Right. There's only right. one. It's only happened once in their history. So as much as we want to say someone's going to be the new Messi or whatever, it's just not going to happen. So I think he's not under any illusions, as I'm not under any illusions of how mammoth of a task this is going to be for him. And I think the good thing that he's going to have on his side is that the fans are willing to give him the patience and the time that even though Ronald Koeman is a club legend, they just didn't want to give him. Because he doesn't have that same kind of star power, that same attraction, that authority, that uh, that, that, charisma, I guess. I you know, if, yeah, I was going to say charisma, but I almost feel like charisma is not exactly the right word. Cause when I think charisma, I think Guardiola, Klopp, Zidane, Tavi right, is right. something a little bit different, you know? Um, but he's an unbelievable football mind. He's so brilliant. He lives and breathes the game. He's an obsessive in the way that Guardiola was. And I think there's absolutely some parallels there. And working under him, playing under him, he's obviously taken some of the philosophies of Guardiola as he's. I'm certainly going to do with Luis Aragonés or with Vicente Le Bosque or even Ernesto Valverde. So, I think the main thing we're going to see from Xavi is him coming in and trying to recover a possession-based football that actually yeah. has some kind of um, effectiveness to it. Because yes, okay, under Kuman they had lots of possession. But the thing is, they got to the final third and it was toothless and they had no idea what to do next. And so they really struggled to convert any sort of chances that they were creating. And I think that is something Xavi can come in and change. He will have solutions as to how they can break through low blocks. Um, teams are going to be defending in numbers, which is something that they do all the time. And I think that he'll be able to do that because he, was, he did that as a player with Barcelona, right? 90% of the time, they were the ones dominating, controlling with the ball at their feet. This quick zipping you know, tiki-taka-style passing, and they were able to get through tight spaces, break the lines against low-block defensive sides. And so oh. that's something that Kuman wasn't able to do with the team that he had. I think Xavi can do that. The other thing is I think we'll see them trying to recover a little bit of that fast pace passing game. Possession, absolutely, because Xavi's obsessive about it. He only believes in having the ball all the time. He believes that attacking and defending, the best way to do that is with the ball. And to try and pressure high and play in the opponent's half as much as possible. So, again, I think it's going to be really interesting if he can put these ideas, these philosophies, into practice, because the squad... They do have some players that are very much capable of doing this, especially these young players like uh, Nico or Gavi or Pedri, uh, for example. Um, Obviously, Pedri didn't come through the youth system, but Nico and Gavi have. And so they will already have this sort of um, built-in to them, this style of play. They understand it and they'll know what to do with it. But there are some other players that maybe necessarily is going to not work as well or he needs to teach them how to. But in, in any case they need to rebuild the squad over time. And so I think it's going to be a rocky period for a few months as he tries to get things sort of going again. And also he needs to get the players motivated, which is why I think the authority is going to be important because they'll respect him in the dressing room for who he is and what he's achieved. And he can get his message across. And he's very articulate in the way that he explains his ideas and his approaches to the game too. And I think he can galvanize them into believing that they have The the ability to do something and that they have, well, he can help them get the confidence in themselves again because there are players underperforming at this point in time. So I think it's going to take a few years overall to really get them back up to an elite level where they can compete with the very best across Europe. And I think part of that will be seeing the young players coming through the academy, continuing to develop, continuing to grow because they're so young right now. And that coupled with new players, almost ready-made players, if you like, coming into the side to in the transfer window. But again, that's going to be a lengthy process because Barcelona don't have the financial wherewithal necessarily to do that anytime soon. But I think it's, it's definitely going to be something positive in the long run. I really do think so. I think he has all the ingredients to be a really good manager and a good manager, good fit for Barcelona and for what they absolutely need right now.
1: Yeah, it's a return to Barcelona culture, which is ultimately what Barcelona wants Mm. to see. Uh, You you said a few points there. One of them is about the transfer window. I mean, Barcelona is going to have to dig into their proverbial couches to see if they can find any money under the pillows. Cause where is the money going to come from? Cause reportedly, you know, Xavi to come back to Barcelona wanted a few things. One, he wanted his own technical team. Obviously that was a given anyway. He wanted hmm. to strengthen and re sort of structure the medical services of the club as Ooh. well. But the third one they that definitely I definitely need to do that. Yeah, totally. 100%. And the third one was the one that you brought up, which is about strengthening This squad, because, you know, obviously, Usmane Dembele goes out of contract in 2022. There's other wingers that he's looking at as well. I was reading Kingsley Coleman, Raheem Sterling, etc. You know, and you said, and I agree 100 percent, this is not going to be a sort of bandaid over a gunshot wound Mm. kind of problem. It's going to take a year, years. But the reality is Barcelona need money. And the best way to have money at this moment, aside from obviously, you know, from a marketing perspective, sponsors, brands, et cetera, is qualification to the Champions League, winning La Liga or whatever it is. So in terms of years, what do you see five months from now? Like, Ooh. is Barcelona still in the Champions League? Are they competing with the top four? Because I'm looking at La Liga, something that you... See and breathe and eat every single day, Samra Hunter. It's a competitive season Mm. this year. Can Barcelona even make it in the top four? I know it sounds incredible, but, you know, I'm looking at the table and I'm like, can they even do that? Even with Xavi Hernandez.
4: I think the Champions League is beyond them this season. Uh, I'm not even 100% convinced they'll get out of the group stage. Mm. Um, They might finish third, But, I mean, obviously, for sure, they're not going to finish first. There's no question about that. That's completely off the table. They're not winning this. You you see them they're definitely not going to win. They're definitely not going to win the Champions League. So that, for me, is a write-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. La Liga, yeah. I think top four is feasible only because this season has been really wild and really mad, and we've seen basically everything happen, especially when you least expect it. Teams that shouldn't be winning are winning. The underdogs are, 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 are taking the games to the bigger teams and they're beating them. Um, I mean, in and Cano—they were just promoted this season. They're like fifth or sixth in the table right now, and they've beaten everybody. The power effect, baby. The power Exactly, exactly. Another one. The eye of the tiger, man. I love to see it. <laughs> so, I mean, even osasuna has been punching above their weight, mm. they're like sixth or something like that, too. So, yeah. I mean, you have a lot of these really smaller, humble teams that are doing exceptionally well, and you do see it's a much more balanced, much more competitive, to borrow from your word. Uh, league this season so I think anything is possible the other thing for Barcelona they do have a game in hand so it helps if they win that then they definitely could jump up a few places rather easily I don't necessarily see them going the distance I don't see them winning La Liga maybe they could win the Copa del Rey because it's a knockout competition it could be a little bit easier in a way let's say Um, but La Liga I think this season they're going to fall short, but top four, I, I could see them doing that. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, so hopefully, especially if Xavi uh, comes in and, and, and gets his plan together. And I think also the added effect that. Maybe during the uh, the break where there is no Champions League, and you know he can hopefully return to something. I do worry about before we say goodbye to you, Samra Hunter from La Liga TV. I do worry about. We were just going back to the players, right? I mean, mm. Gabi is going to completely benefit from this. Pedri, as absolutely, well. and Sufati, Frankie the Young, even Sergio Busquets, who's learned every single trick or the trade, will probably find himself in a situation where he's like, you know what? One of the legends is back, and we can bring back mm. Barcelona to what it was. But Memphis Depay worries me a little bit. Serginio Dest, even though, you know, he's suffering from a little bit of an injury now, he worries me a little bit just because of the way that they uh, are somewhat unable to contain the ball. They're very Runo Kuhlman kind of players, right? Uh, Push up, counter, go wide, Mm. et cetera. How do you see those players? Is there anybody in particular in this squad that you think you better get your act together because Xavi might not even pick you?
4: Well, I think some of those players are the ones that you've already mentioned, to be quite honest with you. And Mm. I think at the end of the day, what he wants to do, how he wants to play, is going to condition the setup. It's going to condition the system, for example. We all know that Barcelona love a 4-3-3. But even yeah. with the dream team under if they would use a 3-4-3. A 3-4-3 something he's been using with al That could be an option, too, although I don't think it's going to be as likely. Um, but he likes to use wingers, more traditional-type wingers, who are going to stretch the pitch. So I don't necessarily see Sardinio Dest operating in that position, unless out of necessity, because... The injuries, And that's something I'll come back to that really has been a problem for them. They've been completely ravaged by injuries uh, for, for the entire season. And that also affects the number nine position because Chabi would like to play with a number nine. But right now, they don't really have one per se. I mean, they have Luc Dijon, but I don't necessarily see him being the type of player that's going to be around for much longer. Sorry to yeah. say that. Um, at Barcelona, anyway. kuna out for the next few months. Brathwaite is also injured. So Memphis Depay could be a sort of reconverted 9, 10, mm-hmm. 9.5, if you like. Mm-hmm. That could be an yeah. option. Um, I think you will like to use the likes of Ansu or Dembele if you can stay fit, as, as more traditional wingers, if possible. Um, I mean, he does have options to do that. But the players have to stay fit. And it's been a really big problem and I think that's actually something that worked against Ronald Koeman to be completely honest with you. I don't think he was entirely at fault in the way that a lot of people are saying he was. I mean there were games where he only had two attacking players available. I mean, what are you mm. supposed to do? You have to come well, up with creative solutions, yeah, you know? You put
1: PK so, up front one game,
4: yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't necessarily see Xavi doing that, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think there are quite a few players that need um, what they say in Spanish, a toque de atención. you know? Mm-hmm. They need to have a little bit of a, of a wake-up call, I guess you could say. And I think Xavi will have that sort of presence to say, listen, either you get on board or you're out. It's my way the highway kind of thing. Not necessarily in an aggressive manner, but to say either you get on board with the ideas that I'm putting forward because this is how we're going to get out of the trouble that we're in, or there's the door and you can leave. So yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how the players react. I think they will sit up straighter. I think they definitely will, will have some sort of reaction to him coming into the uh, dressing room. He at least deserves that for everything that he's done for the club and and so on. But there are players that definitely need to, to up their game a bit. And I think it will start with the midfield because that's his expertise. And there's a lot of talent, a lot of talent in the midfield. And I think Busquets, depending on the day as well and depending on who he's surrounded with, He's either putting on a masterclass, or is he's having the worst game of his life. Right. And I think Busquets will be somebody he also recovers to, which will be massively important for for Barcelona. And we'll see if they yeah. if they decide to set it up with one holding midfielder, two, or I don't know. But in any case, it, it, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see how he tries to get them out of this this mess.
1: <laughs> and I bet you over there at La Liga TV is just savoring the fact of trying to figure the, all this out tactically uh, with your team as well. Semra, Hunter from La Liga, before we say goodbye to you, any final thoughts about Shabby to Barcelona or anything that you want to discuss in La Liga? Because we don't talk to you every single day. I would love to hear, you know, who your favorite is maybe on winning the whole thing, Real Madrid, Karim Benzema, of course, Sevilla, who I love (laughs) so much as well. But how have you seen the season so far?
4: I've really, really enjoyed it because it's a season where you have to expect the unexpected. It's really unpredictable. So every week, if you say, who's the favourite? I might change my mind, to be completely honest (laughs) with you. I mean, Real Sociedad are the pace setters right now. Oh, they're great. They're fantastic. They're really fun to watch. And they're so attractive in their attacking style of football. In some ways, it kind of resembles the Barcelona under Guardiola, Mm -hmm. but a little bit more uh, direct, if you like. And... I just don't think they'll be able to hold on, though. No, that's the only thing. I would love to see them finish in the top four. They've been regularly in the, the in the pole position for the last three years at some stage during the season. They're a phenomenal team under Sevilla Sevilla's another one who keep getting to the last hurdle and then falling over, you know? And it really frustrates me because they have the team, they have the score, the depth, they have quality and talent all throughout to be performing better than they are and achieving better things than they are. But for whatever reason, they get there and then it just kind of falls apart. So they could be in well, so Madrid's
1: title to win then, Samra Hunter. Is that I, what you're telling me?
4: <laughs> I don't know because I would, at the start of the season I was going, I was backing Atletico Madrid. Yeah, because me too. I felt that yeah. they had the best team all the way throughout they have a phenomenal coach in Simeone. He's trying to change up his tactics. He's trying not to be as defensive as everybody knows that he is. And it's been really fun to watch at periods. But they, they they also have been kind of stuck. And they've had periods where they look really poor and they can't quite figure it out. So they've been very irregular. And same with everybody looks irregular. And I think that's, in a way, part of the fun. But it also makes it very difficult to decide who's actually going to walk away with the thing by the yeah, end of absolutely the campaign. So.
1: Well, maybe what I'll do is I'll ask you when it's like a week to go and then we'll have a, 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 a clearer oh, well, maybe a
4: little bit before that if you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I say, hey, as long as you say some good words about my brother Renato Tapia from Celta Vigo as well, he the is, Peruvian. You there. know
4: what? He People makes love all him. the difference. He makes all the difference for that Celta team. If he won in the squads and when he's not there, you can see it, he's brilliant. He's, he's, he's a one-man show, and he That's holds it. down the fort. So,
1: the future Excellent. captain of Peru—it makes my heart so, uh, you know, happy to hear the love that they have for Renato. But anyway, the love that we have for you, Samra Hunter, for being part of the oh, show thanks. today. <laughs> Make sure that you follow her on La Liga TV as well. Samra Hunter, thank you so much for being part of Diego Lasso. Um, hopefully, we will see you soon.
4: My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You know, where I am. You can Call me up anytime.
1: Any time, any time. And don't forget to follow us on Kego Lasso Pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Kegel Lasso. We're on CBS Sports and your CBS Sports app. And of course, Apple Podcast, Stitcher and Spotify. We will see you next time. Have a great, great weekend.
5: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever